Yeah! Oh, yeah. Welcome to Soundwave. I'm here. You're here. I'm here. I'm Rick. I'm Brandon. And we are the fellas uh, who are currently running this show because uh, your friendly friends from Blind Ninja Studios deem this show unfit for public ears. So they just said, here, take this thing. Uh, Matt Evenson literally ran to Japan to teach Japanese kids English to get away from this show. That's He was trying to get away from the podcast. He just hated it. He said it was awful. It was the worst thing he'd ever done in his life, and he needs to go atone for it by teaching Japanese kids English. So they can make podcasts. So they can make better podcasts than him. He's basically, he's teaching them how to learn from his mistakes, and I think it's commendable. You know what they say, when you're not good at something, teach it. (laughs) Those who can't do teach. Yeah. Yeah. What's that say about the fact that I started doing drum lessons for some some people? I'm I'm about to start doing guitar lessons. Yeah. So. Boy. <laughs> that devolved quick. Um so I know last week we promised that we were going to be holding a séance to communicate with the first uh, ever Elvis impersonator. Yeah, that's really It turns out that that, that uh, guy's dead. Well, yeah, that's why you host a séance. A séance is to communicate with the dead. But it turns out that stuff doesn't work. That's yeah. That was seances don't work. That's disappointing. Yeah, like we had like candles. at least fifty dollars worth of candles sitting around the table, and it just Ouija board. It smells awesome in here. I will say though. Yeah, like, like what is that candles. like? Like like lilacs. I don't know why you got the scented candles. Well, maybe that's what did it. Maybe it was maybe, a problem. Maybe he didn't like it. If he's allergic to smell, uh, like if to str- would, specific was, smells, he said he was German, right? Uh, I I don't know. I if he was German, you should have I got think him. it was like Larry Tribble or some something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you should have got him. Like Maybe he's Norwegian. Scented candles. <laughs> Do they make those? Uh, if they don't, somebody better start. It's kind of like anything that you say on the internet already existed somewhere else on the internet. Yeah, or somebody's going to start doing it. Mm. Send me some. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to disappoint you also, but um, we're also not going to be doing the... Uh, non-stop blast beat drumming with kazoos. Turns out we don't own kazoos. Yeah. And I can't I really last one. longer than 30 seconds of blast beat drumming before I, it just hurts. Well, I have a kazoo, but the wax paper broke in it. Is that what's in there? I Well, it's either like wax paper or like uh, tracing paper. Mm. It's just a little cut up piece of paper. Hmm. I know some, some people can make the kazoo sound with a blade of grass. Is that still music? Uh... Are kazoos a musical instrument, or are they just a noise well, thing? Uh, yeah, because I found out about them in music class in second grade. <laughs> so that absolutely it is music. Then speaking of music, the song that you were listening to at the beginning there—that was the uh, the track "Ghost," the opening uh, song from the album "Fear Inside Our Bones," the newest from the Almost. Uh, which, if you're not familiar. Aaron Gillespie heads up the Almost. He was the drummer for the band Under Oath for a very, very long time. Split off and did his own thing. And actually, I oddly enough, he split off. He, I mean, he's still in the Almost. Clearly, they just released a new album. But he also has his own like side project, which is like a praise and worship band. That's just his name, just Aaron Gillespie. Uh, so the guy just basically keeps splitting off to do his own thing from every band that he's ever been in. It's like, I'm an under oath. We're hugely successful. All right, now I'm going to go start the Almost. All right, now the Almost is really successful. All right, now I'm going to go do my own thing under my own name. He's just, you know, gradually. I, I saw him play the drums and guitar and sing at the same time. What? Yeah, he was uh, 
He was working the the hi hat and the bass drum, and then <laughs> tapping on his guitar for like a snare sort of thing, and playing and singing. Uh, was he doing it for himself, or was he doing it for uh, the almost? Or he was doing it for himself, yeah, for his his side project thing. Was that <sighs> Sunshine like two three years ago? The guy is crazy talented. That was nuts, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, my mind was blown. Yeah, yeah. And you absolutely, if you like, kind of. Uh, it's kind of alt rockish. It's it's nothing. Um, it's not super intense, but it's got a lot of really good songwriting, a lot of deep lyricism, and um, elements of hope and restoration and uh, other buzzwords that I could throw in here. Um, you should absolutely pick up "Fear Inside Our Bones." It's good stuff. And um, <clears throat> you know, this week I was I was going to uh, I was going to turn over the essential album to Carlos. Uh, to Carlos Juanita Espinoza, but he um, he has not deemed us fit to join. So um, for this, he's, uh, he's the week of biking in the Everglades this week, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, although he wasn't here last week either, nope. so it's possible at this point that he just got kidnapped by a Sasquatch. Uh, he was. He did say he was going Sasquatch spotting on his bike ride. <laughs> so that seems very likely. And uh, I'm it's fairly certain that Casey is still pretending to uh, do his, uh, still doing his best imitation of an ostrich and just has his head shoved straight into the ground. But he does look good bent over. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. Rick, what are you listening to? Um, nothing right now. Mm, you're listening to me talk. Yeah. Um, but... As far musically, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, no. I'm skipping around, yeah. checking my inventory, <laughs> uh, doing all that stuff. Personally, I've been actually listening to some of the older uh, classic crime albums lately. Which, you have, if you haven't heard the, uh, the classic crime, they're a, a fantastic little outfit that has been around for absolutely, uh, yeah, probably a decade at this point. I'm not exactly sure. Vagabonds. Um, what's that? Vagabonds. Vagabonds was a great album. That was a good album. Uh, the one that I've been listening to was actually the one before that, The Silver Chord. Yep. Um, I don't know why I didn't think to yeah, have you it. Yeah, you better play a clip. I, I'm here, I am just like, I forgot, this is, this. I. it's my job to run the soundboard and to run the computer and to, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this isn't my setup. That's, that's your catchphrase now. Yeah. What excuse are you going to use when we start uh, back in on our podcasting? Oh, I'll have to come up with something else. I'm just bad. I'm just, I'm not good at it. At least <laughs> here I'm not good at it, and it's not stuff I'm familiar with. Well, we, when we did our first couple of podcasts, I ran the soundboard. Yeah, so I'm not, I mean, plus I'm, I'm doing, I'm literally, both hands are going, plus my mind has to work. I'm drawing. What? I'm drawing. On yeah, I saw that. You drew a great picture of uh, a portrait of me. Getting angry at the computer. Getting angry at the computer, just saying, why, computer? I mean, and that actually, that sounds about right. That's about right. Um, that song you were just listening to is 5805 by The Classic Crime from their album The Silver Chord, which, uh, you know, it seems like I always have to dip further back to pick up songs and CDs that I really like. Maybe it's just because, for me, it's about standing the test of time. Yeah. Liking those albums over a long period of time. But also, it might just be that I have locked myself into a certain golden age for, of music for me personally. Like, my favorite handful of bands from a specific time. Yeah, well, if you're going to pick an album that you're going to say you like, 
it's it's hard to pick something new that you don't know if it's going to stay with you anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely true. Like albums from last year that I thought I would still be listening to this year, but uh, like I really liked the album sent by Ra- uh, sent by Raven's album. Uh, mean oh, yeah. what you say? It's a great album, right? Yep. I'm not still listening to it. I'm not either. And, and you know what? It was a really good album, mm-hmm. and it felt like it had staying power, but somehow yeah. it didn't. Now, um, for those of you that aren't familiar, Sent by Ravens are a uh, kind of a... Man, I feel like I, I say the word alternative a lot. Like, I'm starting to yeah. sound douchey when I say it. <laughs> like, it tastes bad in my mouth. But they're kind of a, a an alt-rock uh, band on um, uh, the Tooth and Nail... Uh, Tooth and Nails, uh, Tooth and Nail Records distribution. Um, boy, when I look at iTunes and I look at uh, like when I'm trying to pick out a song for you to hear, I, I shouldn't use the their popularity gauge because the songs they pick, the songs that have the the highest popularity apparently are not the best songs. Yeah, that's a uh, really bad tell. That's so, what happens when you go do iTunes. Yeah, but I mean, like the, um, you know, uh, when I've been listening to to past episodes of. Uh, of uh, what show are we on? Uh, sand weasel? <laughs> what is this? Shave waffle? Wave. Right. Good. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios. You are the worst host. Ah, uh, is this? Uh, <laughs> You're the worst. If, if, the for worst those of you who who ever. may not know, who have not been paying attention, um, we we are are, are head writers for the daily anthem music reviews by the musically inclined that's our whole thing unfortunately we have to remember that we are not (laughs) we are doing someone else's show right now helping out uh the kind folks from uh blind ninja studios by by running um by running their their beautiful music podcast Soundwave, and we are ever grateful for the opportunity even though I am just stamping and stomping and pooping all over <laughs> your stuff. In any case, um, um, in past episodes, they've been using YouTube to play clips, and that's the whole song and everything, but I feel like I don't feel like playing the whole song. You don't feel like listening through the whole intro and everything, so why not just play what iTunes is trying to sell you with anyway? Um, my philosophy. Because I need a philosophy, right? I need to have some sort of... That is, that's groundbreaking. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I just moaned right there. Book on it. Maybe I will do it, Freud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In any case, uh, what you're going to be hearing here is uh, the song "Mean What You Say" from the album "Mean What You Say" by Sent by Ravens. That's going to be playing for just a second here. Um, and uh, it is a good song. Yeah, but I feel like towards the end of the album, it peters out a little bit, and it kind of goes. Uh, I don't know. It goes a little nickelbacky. Ah, uh, yeah. Like yeah, especially the last the last song. song, it's not that it's bad, but when they when they uh, turn that down a little bit here, when they go uh, more mellow, it kind of has a tendency to sound um, almost country, and I don't like that. I don't like when you when you go to play a mellow song, and it's almost like your entire genre changes. Uh, that was a big problem to me for Skillet that they can't seem to stay consistent with their, their musical style would be like, one song is hard rock, hard rock, super, oh, intense, oh, yeah. and the next song is like, like kind of moany, whiny, or like almost Americana. It's like, okay, you guys should like, that's not your strength. Yeah. Um, so when I hear bands that like have to change 
genres they don't really stay true to their sound when they just when they just do a different kind of song yeah that happens yeah and i feel like that kind of happens to sent by ravens a couple times on the album but that's that's neither here nor there that album just uh it didn't have a lot of ah, like it didn't stick with me like i thought it would and granted that that um you know who knows maybe three years from now i'll end up be listening to it again um but when i look at bands like like emery or um the classic crime. Their newest albums are not my favorite albums, but I know that eventually I'll probably like them better than I do now. So it's just it's the band itself, I guess, is what has the staying power, not the album. Yeah, but the album still has to be good. <laughs> right. No, that's. I mean, I'll still find myself listening to a Sent by Raven song, but it's one of those things that just didn't end up with the staying power. Now that I expected from it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas kind of a, a a sister album to mean what you say, um, world we uh, world be view yeah world be yeah. view by Nine Lashes that CD I still listen to frequently and I I I still battle with trying to figure out if that's a sister album because it sounds similar ish or if it is just because we both discovered them at the same time they came out about the same time so it's kind of sistery ish. They came out, but they—I mean—they're similar. They're in kind of the same genre too. So, um, I would say that World Be View is a little harder. Are they on the same label? Yeah, they're both on Tooth okay. and Nail, and they actually—they came out. They came out within a couple of weeks of each yeah, other. Yeah, it was. It was. Like they came out about long. the same time on the same label, um, and uh, I don't know. But the big thing, the the big leg up that I feel like Nine Lashes has is that. Um, they had some awesome guest appearances. Yeah. Like, they had Ryan Clark from Demon Hunter. They had uh, Trevor McNevin from Thousand Foot Crutch. That's a good call. Yeah. And, uh, like, oh, my goodness. It's perfect. <laughs> well, th- uh, Trevor McNevin is the reason, the, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, he's the frontman for a long-running Christian alt-rock band um, from Tooth & Nail Records, Thousand Foot Crutch. Um, Trevor McNevin kind of... Uh, ushered these guys into tooth and nail and i really hope these guys are a mainstay because they have they have some absolutely yeah they have some really intense songs but then they also they do not have that problem i was talking about with with sent by ravens where they change the style of the song and in doing so completely abandon what makes their other songs sound good like yeah their signature is the same on every song it's it stays the same they don't like uh, with Skillet and Sent by Ravens, they go to a more mellow song, and all of a sudden it sounds like a completely different band. You can still hear Nine Lashes, kind of their their fingerprint. Why don't you play something? Yeah, I'm looking for a song here. Yeah. Um, I remember when both those albums came out, I was really excited about the Sent by Ravens album, and you were really excited about the Nine Lashes album. And we both kind of brought them to each other. Yeah. And they, they rubbed off on each other. Yeah. And then you ended up picking the one that had the more staying power. Yeah, I'm... Um, well, I mean, at least for now. Like we said, who knows? Yeah. Going forward, there might be a Sent by Ravens album that's absolutely classic. And uh, it, it kind of happen. retroactively ushers um, ushers Mean What You Say. And I think their album before that was like Our Graceful Words or something like that. Right. Which I've listened through. It's actually really, really good, but... Um, 
Sometimes that first album you hear by a band doesn't stick with you as much as the next one. Yep. And then every album after that doesn't have the same power for you. Sure. I don't know what that phenomena is, but it does seem to exist. Yeah. And for those of you wondering, that song was Memo by World We View. Um, I won't bother to play their other songs from that album. If you haven't heard that album, if you like good old-fashioned hard rock in the vein of, uh, for those of you who know them, Thousand Foot Crutch or Skillet or bands like uh, Breaking Benjamin, y- you will like that album. It's It's got a lot of yeah. I mean, the elements of, of uh, electronica are thrown in there. Some just good old-fashioned screaming is thrown in there. Uh, it's it's and well also, written. It's yeah. well thought out. Yeah, and it, it ends on such a note. It ends on kind of a, a folky acoustic yeah. song that uh, that really wraps up the whole album. Mm-hmm. And you can start the album right back over, and it feels like a completely fresh album just based on the the flow from song to song. Sure, yeah. I love well albums produced. where you can start at any point in the CD and listen straight through, and it feels like a full set. Yep. Whereas some CDs, it's like if you don't start at the beginning, it's like feels weird. Or if you hit shuffle, it's not as good. But this this CD holds up really well. Yeah. Although we're only a year into it, who knows? Maybe next year I'll talk about hating it. Speaking of which, <laughs> our theme that we decided on from last week for this week was songs we used to love but now hate. And Rick, you got like excited when I said that. I well, I got excited. I I'm angry. Oh. Because I. Do you want me to tell you? Um, should we do... Should I change that from songs to bands? If you want, because for me, it's if it's songs, it's all three songs are by one band. Because I'm so mad at this band. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Run with it. Um, well, what it is for me is, 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 is surprising to people who know me because it was a band that I followed for a long time and really liked. But it's Rise Against... And I cannot stand listening to anything they've done anymore, ever. Uh-oh. Because I, I went and had a day of it listening to Rise Against, you know, uh, from their early stuff. I listened to at least five songs from every album just because I was in that mood. Mm. I was just like, I'm, oh, I haven't listened to them in a while. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and... The their whole political gambit just got so old to me. And it's always it, been present, and it, oh, but yeah. it was really bad oh, yeah. on this recent album. And 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 I knew that, but listening to it all at once made me really realize <laughs> that they don't do anything but complain about everything political. Yeah, they're just mad. They're a mad group of people. It's just dumb. they're named right against though. I well I know, and I'm not I'm not you know they oh Tim McElrath. Mm. Phenomenal vocalist, mm-hmm. great voice, altogether, all of them great musicians. Yeah. But the it's just every song, it seems like, is just, I'm mad at, at the war. Don't do the war. That's that's dumb. <laughs> and, and, you know. and if that's your viewpoint, that's one thing. And uh, I get why people will use music as a, as a means to do that, but come on. You, Write you can about something else. Yeah, you you can only have so many songs about the same subject matter before. Well, you just it, need to get hit. At this point, it just seems like it's really just disrespectful. Now, like it's okay, you have your opinion, but now you're just you're just overdoing it. Everyone knows how you feel about something. Yeah. Why do you have to continue to just keep dogging on one issue? Yeah. You keep harping at that same thing, especially at this point when I mean. 
not to get off topic, but Obama's pulling troops out, and that's that's uh, starting to go away now. Mm-hmm. Why are you still releasing albums that are complaining about how much you don't like Bush's decision? Y- y- you know, just... when you put stuff like that in there, you really date your album. Yeah, you really you put like you put an expiration date for the interest in that album because. Uh, uh, ten years from now, nobody's gonna want to go back and listen to songs about why Bush was an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and even further ahead, or, or not even that far out, three or four years from now, people aren't gonna want to hear songs about things Obama did. It's not gonna matter. Yeah. Uh, you 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 basically put a finite uh point where your album, where your music, where your what your uh what you're branding yourself with becomes irrelevant, and that is a terrible, terrible decision. Yeah, and. With them, I mean, they they try to put the spin on it. They try to make it seem like they're they're talking about humanity. <laughs> the as a timeless whole, message, as a whole in general, they're they're like trying to trying to make it all about how humanity does this. Mm-hmm. But you you just know when you're listening to them that they're just attacking conservatives. Yeah, it's and, just all they're doing. And and when you when you when you. And I mean, I was raised on a farm. I'm kind of a redneck <laughs> it, it, underneath. Um, so. So that's like at me that they're they're attacking my <laughs> my side of views. You know, I can listen to stuff that I don't agree with I and I can too. still appreciate it for being as I mean especially this is a music podcast. We're talking about music here. I I can appreciate when a song is written about something and if it puts it in a way that is uh, you know if they're just espousing their own beliefs and that's their platform, that's their choice to do so. Um and if 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 they're just talking about their beliefs and they do it in a prudent and um, competent way. I don't get upset. It doesn't bother me. But when you have twelve yeah. tracks of it, yeah, and it's basically just blatantly calling other people idiots. Do you? I mean, I don't care which side, which side's beliefs you're espousing. Do you realize how small-minded you sound when you do that? I don't care which side of the line you're on. I don't care who you're ranting against. If you've got 12 tracks, they're all about the exact same thing or or roughly the same thing, and it's disrespectful, and it's... I mean, at that point, <laughs> you're being ignorant. Yeah. At that point, you're doing a dumb thing. And I mean, to to not... I mean, I, I'm, I don't support war or anything. I'm not against... No one likes I'm war. Like, hey, we should be killing people. It's just... I saw I saw an interview with him where he mentioned something about how we shouldn't be fighting for oil, and that is a super ignorant view that I just can't stand. Because if we were going for oil, we'd probably go after Iran and Saudi Arabia, which have like twenty five percent of the oil. <laughs> Afghanistan hardly has any, and Iraq has some, but hardly any. Mm. I feel like if we were going to invade, we'd probably go <laughs> where the oil is. Well, when has America ever actually done something logical? <laughs> Let's, let's not. Yeah, let's. I feel like we go where it's supposed to go, and they just, they just. I mean, they just don't leave it. Alone. Nope, it's about oil. Um, I was trying to find a clever way to transition oil into what we we're going to talk about next, and I don't think there's a way to do it. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, drop it. Kabosh. Um, so, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I just, I've. 
now all I can picture is oil. It's you did that. You did. I, now I'm just mad about gas prices, and I'm mad about that too. I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm just mad in general. I'm mad about having and rise. Stuff. I think it's because I'm looking at pictures of Rise Against album. It's just a fist against a heart, and it's just making me mad because. I, it's a fist. It's like it's angry, and I yeah, think I'm just well, it's getting I'm, you all riled up. I'm I'm getting all riled up over here. <laughs> I'm I'm really angry. So, Rick, are there any albums by bands? Uh, well, let's just say, are there any bands that you're hoping to hear from this year? Are there any albums that you're hoping will drop this year that you haven't heard announced yet? Um, I was just thinking about this, uh, and I can't remember the band. I was I was talking with someone about. Oh dear, about to hear something from so. That's that's a pointless thing for me to bring up. Sure, um, but I I would really over the last couple of years I've been really hoping to hear something new from Brand New. Oh sure, because they've done nothing, but they promised that they are working on new stuff for like the last five years. I hope they're I hope they're telling the truth there, and uh, the logic would dictate that I play something from their newest album, but I'm just not going to do that. Because I'm American, and since when has America employed logic? <clears throat> um, so I'm going to play a little something from Sick Transit Gloria. Yeah. Glory fades. You know, I don't think I said what the last song I was playing was, uh, but it doesn't matter. It was by Rise Against. So, yeah, what you said, burp. Um, so what you're listening here to is a brand new song, Sick Transit Gloria, Glory Fades, from the album Deja Intendu. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I, yeah it's Deja Intendu. Who cares? It's a it's it's got a little uh okay. kind of a punk vibe. Oh yeah, they're they're uh alt punk pop, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, they they throw little little bits of indie pop punk in there for good yeah. measure. I mean, it's not very poppy, but no, it's still in it's not true punk like rancid and stuff. So it yeah. can't be called punk or rise against <laughs> early stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it kind of has a. A little bit of a Taking Back Sunday vibe to it sometimes. Well, they for good reason. They shared a, a <laughs> yeah, member exactly. Um, looking at albums that are going to be coming out, or <laughs> albums I hope are going to be coming out. I should say, I'm really hoping to hear something from Emery this year. Yeah, uh, because I think it's. Uh, let me see. Their want. last album was We Do What We Want, was which that is 2011. That was from 2011, yeah. and it seems like they have a trend of about every other year. Yeah, um, and We Do What We Want. It was excellent. Um, I'll play a little something for it here. Uh, let's do the Curse of Perfect Days. That's good. Yeah, good yeah, song. I, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to hear what they're gonna do to follow that up. Yeah, and because that was kind of different. I'd like to see if they're sticking, going, progressing, or going yeah. back towards something that they used to do. They. I'd like to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, we do what we want. I think is, it was their heaviest album musically. Yeah. Uh, their big thing has always been these songs that are sweeping with a lot of transitions and it goes back and forth between being heavy and then it really mellows out and they have multiple vocalists yeah. who are so good. So good. Easily. Uh, here's one of the heavier moments in uh, in, in the album where it's just yeah. bellowing and, and uh, drop guitars. But and then they also... Oh, you know what? This is the deluxe edition. I don't think I have the deluxe edition. Oh, better get that. Casey, I'm thinking about making you buy me this. <laughs> <laughs> We're logged in as you here. Um, but here's a here's another song here. from the same album called Fix Me. This stuff exists on the album too, where it's it mellows out, there's acoustic moments, or the thing that, that Emery does so well are the sweeping moments where 
it's just constant motion on the guitars, but it's still somehow really rhythmically mellow. I don't know how they yeah. do that. But well, the big yeah. thing is that they have two vocalists playing off of each other smoothly, and they harmonize at just the right points where it gives it this feeling of being really calming. Yeah. But then there's this like this discordance that comes out of it yep. and then it goes back into like these heavy heavy melodies it's they, it's they it's, it's it really an experience well, and they've been doing it really well for a long time yeah oh yeah they've been around for a long time although you know what's funny this is one of those bands where the first album i heard by them and probably still my favorite album of all time to date um was the question mm-hmm. i can get uh, down with that yeah that's a good album um, in fact, if I was to declare an essential album for the week, I would say it would be the question coming from me. Um, it's uh, it's 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 easily some of Emery's finest work, and it's their second album on Tooth and Nail Records. I went back after another album or two had come out. I think it was sometime after their yeah two like two albums later, which is like four more, four years later. I went back and listened to their first album. Didn't like it. I didn't care for the week's end. Yeah, but um, well, I think I've gone through that with Emery, uh, listening to something and then not liking, and then, and then I go back and then I'm like, no, what was I thinking? Yeah, um, this is a little song from the Question, Emery's first uh, first album called "Playing with Fire." Uh, yeah, I think that's my. Uh, there's an acoustic version of it at the end of uh, the deluxe edition that I think is my favorite acoustic. Uh, song ever. It's actually it's like full swelling strings and piano and an sure. acoustic guitar is thrown in there. It's like it it's uh yeah it's good stuff. It and I and um I kind of may have named my son after this band. Is that cheesy? <laughs> is that dumb? That's um yeah. All right. Well, I'm that guy. You're that guy. I, uh, Your son has to grow up with that name. At least Emery's a good name. Yeah. Don't say it isn't because no, it, I it's like a, it. It's a good name. <laughs> I'll punch you right in the face. I'll punch you right in your stupid no, head. No, there was a time that I said that I I might name my son Emery and you almost punched me. Yeah, before it's you not gonna happen, kid. Um, but I did that to rile you up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Speaking of riling me up, I realize that we're at the thirty minute mark here, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, we didn't get to talk about something that I really wanted to talk about, which was. My, uh, I, I changed, I changed the theme slightly t- from, um, from songs that we used to love that now we hate to bands that we used to love, but now we hate next week. I'm going to tell you why I now hate Reliant K. And I think <laughs> Rick, I, yeah, I think, I think we're both, it's, it's just going to kind of be a, um, a, that's a, a pissed though. off fest, but you know, um, I would do that right now, but I, I don't want to go so far you, over the you 30 just, minute mark. You need to listen next week because my reason, that's on me. Yeah. And his is uh, personal. Yeah, yeah, like yours was like, yours was like a conviction. Mine is less about like conviction of, of against like what they're talking <laughs> about and more against the fact that they just went from making these like philosophically. I'm doing it. I'm starting to talk about it. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me. Um, so next week... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna whine a little bit about Reliant K. Yeah. We're gonna tell you why. Uh, I'm gonna tell you why they uh, they. You know, I'm, I'm basically I'm gonna answer this week's theme next week, and also next week's theme. Um, oh yeah, let's play a little a little outro music next coming in there. It's gonna get crowded. Yeah, well you know next theme next week's theme will be. Um, let me think here. 
favorite song from movie soundtrack or trailer? I think we can. Uh, mm. I think we can dredge up something from a trailer. Uh, right now, you're listening to a song called "Pretty Snarl" by Secret and Whisper. Yeah. You know what? I don't like it. I wish I hadn't picked it. <laughs> That's on me, you're, Internet. You're the guy playing it right now. Shut up. Don't use logic with me. I'm American. Also, next week, we're going to shout some obscure and occasionally obscene interview questions over the phone at John Bon Jovi. Uh, and then we're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes farting into jars in an attempt to create a new percussion instrument. Yep. Yeah. So uh, if you could it's go pick up be, some jars, it's Rick. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. 